Welcome back to the Purpose Fitness Times Nutrition Podcast. We're up to episode 23 today and on today's episode we're going to discuss all things marketing, sales, social media and everything you need to know in order to scale a brand or yourself. Now today I am joined by a promoter, a head of marketing, Tyson Shiner. Thanks for having me brother. I didn't, I didn't realise I was a guest today but it's a, good, it's a good experience to be on a podcast. I like it and let's uh, get into it. Yeah, it's nice actually. Uh, a bit of a surprise. Um, but obviously we'll pull you out from behind the camera and now you're in front of the camera, so we'll see how you perform. You're very good at giving the cues behind the camera, so we'll see if you can live up to those cues in front of the camera, hey? Yeah, yeah, it's a different experience in front of the camera. I say this to, like, a lot of clients. It's like, you like, you get stuck on words. I'm like, just do it. Like, oh, fuck, like, I'm behind the camera. <laughs> but, like, yeah, once you get in front, it's a different scenario. And Once the be, pressure's on. Yeah, 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 which you've experienced. So, like, it's easier to guide people than it is to um, perform yourself. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. It's easier to do the talking than actually do the walking. Um, but obviously, we got you on today, obviously, our head of marketing. Um, you've been with us for now, just uh, coming on about a year year now, going on about a year and a half. Sheer yeah, back close to 12 months already, which is flown. Yeah. Yeah, because I first, when I first started my agency, it was, I started back and you were, yeah, my first client. Because mm. I was like, look, I'm going to jump into it. I pretty much left my part-time job to cut, went from when I used to own my agency, stopped started again with you guys, I was like, I'm just going to take the leap and go balls to walls. And yeah, it's already been 12 months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it happens quick. So uh, yeah, so going sorry. on going on to that 12-month mark. So time flies, I lose track of it, honestly. But um, obviously it's been a pleasure and we've done a lot um, in the 12 months together. Um, we've gone through a lot of different um, changes as a company, as individuals, um, even with your own agency as well, you've grown a lot. Um, but even in the sense of social media and algorithms, in terms of content producing, the way that we do things in terms of marketing, there's a lot of change, a lot of new things that we've learned about what not to do, what works, what doesn't work, um, and that's obviously what we're going to be talking about today, it's giving some people some free value and um, how to sort of navigate their way through, because it's again, like we've learned um, with myself before, obviously bringing you on as, um, you know, I've gone through a few little marketers and a few agencies, um, doesn't always work out, so hopefully we can cover that content and... Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, so with all retrospect, like, yeah, you'll find this industry with the marketing side and the agency space, it's very cutthroat and there's a lot of guys that will bullshit their way through or don't deliver on a service or won't, like, let's say they, you, you, you go to an agency and you go, hey, I want on Facebook ads, blah, 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 and they don't have any sort of guarantee. And look, it can be hard, but it's like at the same time, you, you want to go with them on the journey. So what we try to do is like, hey, look, we need like, you know, three months or something. If we don't generate results or maybe, you know, don't like just straight up don't perform, well, then we'll keep working with you for free until we start to generate. Otherwise, I don't see the point in charging someone. So let's say I've had it with clients in the past. We don't perform maybe the first two months. So in the third month, it really kicks over. But we don't charge them. And like we've only charged them for like the first month, but we just really want them to get going. And a lot of agencies don't do that. And I've heard the horror stories. Um, and I take a lot of pride in what I do. So when like it's something doesn't perform, I'm like, okay, so it, how do we adjust? What can we offer that our clients can benefit while not necessarily like crushing us? If you know, because stuff happens. Like you just sometimes you just never know what's going to happen in the marketing space, and it's uh, constantly, part of me, um, changing quite rapidly. And you know, as we've experienced, we've gone from you know, Facebook ads used to be the best thing to keep a business alive to now we're looking at organic content is actually one of the strongest points. I know agency owners that have gone zero to 50,000 a month just through organic content. Mm. They've only just started running ads because that only gets you so far. But in terms of getting you started, it's one of the best ways to do it. So you can get that revenue through the door and then keep moving on. 
um, which is what we're trying to really, I guess, push with you as well now. Um, as you've seen, we're trying to do mass production and really get a lot of content out there. Um, oh, sorry, that energy drink's catching up on my burps. <laughs> um, and we're trying to basically keep, keep it going and really leverage what's happening within the industry. They reckon TikTok's only got six months to may- maybe a bit longer now. Where I'm, from what I've seen, that really easy organic growth and then it'll go back to really grinding. But I don't think the organic side will ever disappear totally again like it has in the past. That's because there's so many different players now, like TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Yep. They're all now fighting for your attention. So they all do very similar things now, where YouTube's still the most dominant platform in terms of video content. And yeah. every business needs to be pumping. And if you're not, I don't care how small or how big you are, if you're not doing YouTube, like you're getting left behind. Yeah, because now they rolled out the um, YouTube shorts. Yeah. Yep. It's very much like the, um, for people who probably aren't aware, it's like the TikTok variations, the Instagram reels. Um, just a smaller sort of breakdown into your bigger long form. That's yep. what you would call it, long form. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's all coming out now. So, Yeah, so even like with you and what we're trying to do with you, so your TikTok, your Instagram, and YouTube, it's like you can take that same piece of content you created for Instagram and post it across multiple pieces, uh, multiple platforms, sorry, with that same piece of content and get wildly different results. And people, and people think they have it figured out. And yes, there's a, there's a certain art form to creating the content and we structure it a certain way. But sometimes, like, just different platforms grab different because of the way they interact with the community. Like, I spend more time on TikTok and interact more, like, uh, iPhone quality. I react more. But on Instagram, I want higher quality. And same with YouTube and the production value. So TikTok's a place that you can do a lot more phone stuff, but the rest of the platforms, you really want to go that extra mile. And I think we saw that with um, Instagram, you know, probably 2017, 2018, um, before... Facebook bought them out then at that point in time. Yeah. Um, but Instagram was really big for the influencers, which was all phone-based. Yeah. Back in that point, from what I remember. Um, so very much how TikTok has kind of started now, where it's like, you know, you can make it from your phone, not to be such a high production sort of value. Um, and now Instagram's very much high, you know, um, high value, high quality. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that extra mile people appreciate. But if I had to give, like, one bit of advice to, like, your small businesses or your startups is make sure your audio quality is actually better than your visual because people would rather hear a crisp, uh, like a crisp, clean voice over uh, like a really clean video. We find response best. If the audio is bad, most people will like look away. Yeah. Um, so to, an, to a extent. Um, otherwise, yeah. And as the world keeps evolving, if you're not like shooting with a camera, and just, just crisping it like we sort of are now, and even the way we shoot reels with all our clients, yes, you could probably get away with your phone, but the difference in quality and production value is just, they, they just can't keep up yet, and it's why like, you can get ahead just by leveraging um, like videographers, and there's heaps of startup guys you know, that you can use, but you know, as, as you start to evolve, your business grows, and that, that particular individual doesn't grow as quick as you do, you'll have to find someone new, because if they're not got the same hustle, the same value as you, You'll um you'll just get left behind and you'll still be like you won't be producing as high end content like you'd like or not um I guess grabbing your value from it. Yeah. I guess you know uh, as I saw your old videographer videographer and you know good good luck to him with what he does now but you know, I can, you could see the difference straight away in production value and how we've grown together and our motivation is very similar. So I know as soon as something's like going really well or doing this, I'll I'll speak to you and go hey I've seen this and I've seen this and we're growing we're doing this. You're like it just works so much better. Yeah. 
yeah, we pretty much give you the control and get it, all right, let's get it, press it, go. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I love that sort of trust and responsibility and that's sort of my whole business model and what's grown my agency to start surpassing some of these other guys is because we focus on dealing with the whole problem, not just the video part. Like, if you said, create me a video, I'm like, easy. That's that's easy, quick cash for a video guy. Like, it is the easiest money. But when you go, hey, I want you to strategize, communicate and build out a strategy plan and help produce mass production content that gets a lot of engagement, not many guys know how to do that or are willing to. And that's what I like to do because it's growing a company. Sure, it's not, you know, here's $1,000. It takes me an hour to create the video. It's like, here's $1,000. Can I make like five or 10? And can we do this regularly and grow a company so I can pay you more? I was like, yes, that's what I prefer. Yeah, a lot more investment. Yeah. And you get a lot more return out of it for your company. You go, And then long term, uh, this is me thinking long term, I know if I grow you and get you from zero to $2 million a year or whatever the goal may be, one, you'll... I'll build with you and two, I'll get in rooms and then people go, oh, how'd you grow? Like Tyson did that. Like he, like he helped me do this, this and this and we worked together and really knuckled down. I liked it because we worked together. He wasn't worried about how much money could he extract like per video. It's like how much value could he give per video or per multiple videos. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we've really pushed into the, the construction space. A lot of builders don't want those one-off videos anymore. They want someone to take over everything and communicate really well with and that's where we're getting these massive clients coming through um, where we're able to go buy offices because we have recurring revenue now where before some guys need, you know, 10 inquiries a week to keep going. I only need four builders and I'm living, you know, an awesome lifestyle. Yeah, that's where it's at. Um, it's obviously started from the bottom and I think a lot of people, when they enter the game, um, and it goes in the marketing game, it goes in the PT game, it goes in nearly every other game, um, every industry, every job role um, or you know, business position. Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people go straight for that instant gratification. They don't go, oh, okay, well, maybe hang on a second. If I lower the sites, start here, invest a bit more, you know, and really stick out what I'm good at, then I can ride the wave to the top. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, like, even for yourself, like, your business mindset is, like, you invest a lot more. And so I think that's why we work well together because you're not worried about what flash car or what flash house can I have right now. It's like, well, what can I invest so I can get to that extra mile? And that means not having you know, that C63 or Lambo or like whatever it may be, but really going for an investment in that. And I think that's what's missing in the like these younger guys that are coming through. They're a bit more flashy, uh, which is a shame, even in the fitness industry. Um, it's one thing I will say, it's so much easier to be a female fitness coach than it is a male in this industry. Yeah, and why is that? Uh, just because women trust each other so much more and so much easy, more more easily. Is that a word? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah pronunciation of my um, <laughs> English um, yeah and, and the response and when we're running ads for particular clients we can almost I can get inquiries within like the day of a female ad by pressing on confidence and things like that where you do that with a male he's like oh fuck I have confidence what do you mean like the ego comes out and to really build that trust with a male through social media is really hard in the hardest market to crack um, hence very that's stubborn all, and, and then for us and what we're going for we have an even tougher market again so, like, and that's why it takes time. You, if you know your market and know what you're in for, then you'll understand the journey. But if you go, hey, I'm trying to get zero to a million dollars, well, we would need to change industries and how we attack the whole approach totally compared to what we're doing and people don't realise that. Yeah, you need to change the values, et cetera, what you stand for. Yeah, if you're creating general content, you're going to attract general people and get a general price. If you're attracting a high-performing athlete, you can charge high-performing 
athlete prices as long as you have the systems and education to back it up, which you do from what I've seen every day of the week. Like I recommend you to everyone because I trust your knowledge, your base, and the way you approach things and the way you look at it and how you educate. Where like some dudes don't like even I had I had the mate I sent to you. Um, you know, we have mutual mates, PT, and he thought he was smart. And he, I said, look, go, go, go speak to Jared, and he'll blow your mind. Like, you just have to go meet him. And he did, and he signed up with you. And he, I remember the phone call after the meeting. All I heard was, that motherfucker is smart. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I told you, bro. Like, it's, and it's really hard to articulate through social media, but we're slowly getting there. And uh, from what the stats were seeing in the replies, we're slowly, like, now breaking that ice and starting to build your reputation within the industry, which I'm happy about. Is key reputation is king in the game, yeah. and it's very hard to sort of uh, push a um, authenticity. Is what I call it, you know, authentic self. Yeah, um, you're in a deadly market. Like it's a fitness industry that everyone's you just don't know who to trust anymore. It's still you know the Liver King scandal. Yes, whatever. <laughs> oh man, that was it. That was that was coming for a while, but you know something like that. He's just sweared by it, and he still comes out. He was lying the whole time, yeah. so it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard to push it, especially when you're um, doing advertisements or content of some sort. It's always you always gonna get that um, skeptical thinking on that. Um, but yes, it's um, never ending world that one is. But that's why we have people like you in the game to obviously navigate in those um, new pipelines, um, organic content productions, um, and yeah, building that out. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go back. You're speaking a bit about like sacrifices, you know, and you, you touched on um, you know you like working with me because I'm more about investments and I'm not about you know grabbing quick flashy things I don't care about the cars I don't care about the houses yet you know what I mean you know that's a that's a long goal um and you said you know it's nice because you invest and you're not focusing on those and you sacrifice those things in order to invest to grow to where you need to be yeah down the track whereas you know you've seen a lot of these young guys coming through and they want that tomorrow um or now you know what I mean um I want to go a bit more into that um you know what sacrifices um, are needed, you know, whether it's to, whether you want to address the people that are looking at, you know, entering the game as a marketer um, or as a whole concept or even just the guys that you are working with in terms of clients, you know, um, guys that you're going to be potentially working with or could help uh, in the game of, you know, PTs, coaches, constructions, um, you know, do you want to touch a bit more about that? Me and you had a bit of a talk about it before, yeah. you know, um, and it started with a lovely uh, capital letter of F, um, and how you've read a success story on one of these guys who removed F and all life has improved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just you want to enter into that a bit more, so that way people you know who are on the other line can listen in. You know, um, what sacrifices need to be done be done in order to get to that next level. Yeah, yeah, and people people don't understand like it's people will talk about sacrifice, man, but don't actually sacrifice the right things. They may say, oh, like I'll I'll sacrifice like chicken to get it like fried chicken to get a six pack or something it's like well, why don't you sacrifice your gaming time to go for a walk so you burn more calories or, th- or things like that will spike your metabolism and for us we you know we're pretty much on the same wave- wavelength like we said before the podcast it's like forget about females while you're starting like i i don't like as much as everyone wants company and attention it's and i you know we crave for it and want it but it, it's it's energy spent somewhere else that needs to be spent growing your business especially like we're so young and we're so new to the game or you know we've got 40 years ahead of us sacrifice your first you know five ten years and really set yourself up the time you're 30 the girls are still there but if you get the right one we're young you know you're younger sure and they fit and support you and what you're trying to do and you know all that other jazz that's fine 
But in terms of like talking to 20 different females, bro, I can't do it. I can't even talk to one properly half the time. <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard. Like, like like yourself, you're just like, if you're not suiting or aiding in what I'm trying to do or help me get in somewhere, it's, it's so hard to give you energy yeah, and time and effort. If you ain't going to make me a million dollars, don't enter the chat room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sacrifice. Like I still live at home, bro, but like I cleared six figures in six months in starting my business last year. And everyone goes, why do you still live at home? I was like, because it's a sacrifice I need to make so I can spend that income somewhere else. Now, I don't live rent-free and things like that, but it allows me to dial back, you know, maybe two, 300 bucks a week. That it, That's like, what, 1,200 bucks a month that I can go put in to Facebook ads or buy new equipment a lot quicker than if I was living out of home. Yes. Um, and, you know, I've, what was it, a couple of years ago, I remember speaking to the chick that just came out of uni. I was actually sort of like seeing her a little bit. And she spoke about, like, oh, you know, I've done a lot. Like, I finished my degree. I've moved out of home. I'm like, cool. So you got, like, a $60,000 debt, and you've just moved out of home with all your friends, and now you've probably got an expense rate of six, 700 bucks a week. But if you stay at home, it might be 300 So all of a sudden now you're spending an extra two grand a month when you've got to pay off a uni debt. Like, like, just bite the bullet for another couple of years and set yourself up. But, no, it's all about the lifestyle and, you know, partying and house. I'm just like, oh, I don't care about that at like that much flexing on people that I live at home in a flash house. I could go rent a place for a thousand bucks a week, two thousand dollars a week. We're looking at, but once again, the money's going to a place that doesn't aid our end goal. So there's no point. Mm. I'd rather spend that on new, like I can spend on Facebook ads. We're looking at hiring a guy now. I could go get a flash house and keep working the same, but I want more time to spend on my business. So therefore, I must sacrifice living a high life so I can pay someone to help me out. Otherwise, I won't get to where I want to get to. It's just switching that mindset around of what's actually more important rather than, you know, getting what you need now. That, you know, that investment of having a new staff member, that staff member, if it's the right valuable staff member, can make you an easy another two, three hundred K per year. Easily. Well, it's like, it's like you investing in me and helping you out. It's like you could create your own content, but with like your workload and your plate, it would, something has to give. Mm-hmm. Like you can't excel in other areas of your business if you have to do all of it. And that's the point where at, like, what, you, what you're doing now is, like, investing in me. I need to do that with someone else so I can take workload off my plate and really get my business going and focus on what actually makes the money, not what sort of, like, generates the day-to-day. And that's my job for you. It's like, okay, we've got, you know, this content, let's plan this. Okay, um, organise editors, you know, what's trending. I'm always looking out for that. Where like, you don't need to. I can just send you stuff. I'm like, hey, look, I saw this. This, this went well the other day. Try this. Remember, like, even TikTok, you want to do it. I was like, Jared, do it. Like, do it. Because you're so busy in, in the other parts of your business mm. that you'll forget certain things. And that's my job to remind you to do certain things that I think that are working, etc. Yeah, you, you give that overview feedback on the uh, social media side of things as well. Now, going back to the conversation where we we're talking about, you know, removing the distractions of messages with females and stuff like that as well. One thing that I've done just recently was actually, you know, logging out of social media and having allocated spots to go back into social media just due to the distractions. And like you said, my workload coming onto TikTok and doing, you know, remixes and responding to people and stuff like that. It's just time. Yes, it is valuable, but it's time that also takes out from other tasks. Now, in terms of a marketing background, you know, for someone who's listening to this, obviously we know, know what we do and we know what's, you know, more uh, transactional, I'd use the word, of our time. From a marketing standpoint, for people that are often, you know, seeking this attention or, you know, getting lonely or, you know, trying to fill the voids um, or getting easily distracted just by scrolling on social media, you know, 
recent hour per time they're jumping on. Quick dopamine hits. Yeah. Um, what would be more beneficial in terms of, you know, trying to scale a brand, scale their own pre- um, individual brand? Um, or, you know, um, what can they be doing that would be more transactional in terms of the social media standpoint if over boring conversations about females? Yeah, so like you were, you know, where um, you focus, what's the saying where energy flows, energy goes or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is exactly. So if I'm if I'm sitting there trying to talk to a million chicks on Instagram and all this stuff, but I'm trying to do a startup business, like that time, you know, thinking, trying to reply to all these chicks, find new ones. Has she replied? Has she not? All this stuff, all that energy could actually be spent going somewhere else. And I did it, at the, you know, with a chick recently. I was like more worried about like if she was going to text me back. And I'm like speaking to my boys. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous that I'm talking to and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, it might lead somewhere eventually, but she's gone away for a bit. But at the same time, once I pulled back that energy and focused on business, it's just starting to go bang and the momentum we're starting to increase. And I was like, Jesus, like that, the power of like losing that attention, not putting in the right place can literally take you from like, um, like to making 100K a year or to making a million. Yeah. Or even more if, you, if you're in the right industry and have the right drive. And people don't understand that. And it's... um. So that, that, was a, that was a cool realisation and I'm not going to say like no to females but unless like it's, once limit, again... Limit it. Yeah, aiding what I'm doing. Um, it's And it's hard, don't get me wrong. Like The amount of times I sit there late at night lonely as hell wishing I had someone or, you know, thinking about all... I'm like, it's the, it's the price you pay. Like, you know, as, as you would, just sit in your bed, you're like, damn, like it would be nice to have some company. But at the same time, it's, you know... It's We're up there studying, reading books or yeah. editing, rebuilding content. Well, that's what you do, but yeah, I'm replying, yeah, I'm to, I'm replying to emails or paying your invoices or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> Where like, duty calls. And you'd be sitting in bed and you're like, oh, like I should go to sleep at the start of the day and then like your brain will go. You're like, oh, I just thought of this. I just thought of that. Like as an entrepreneur, it's so hard to switch off. And yeah. I find it so hard at the moment. I'm trying to work out how to turn it down, but I'll be sitting there going, oh, oh shit, that's right. I was meant to like look at this for Jared or look at this for another client or send this... Um, proposal off like because I'm just so caught up in the day to day that you know it's it's it gets a lot <laughs> slips the mind or you know something like myself where it's like you know at the end of the day once you've done your non-negotiable high leveraged activities for the day you come and you stop and then you know or you have a shower and you go all the thoughts go oh shit this task that task that task and then you get texts from people like me going hey dude where are we up to with this yeah. Hey, dude, can we book this in? <laughs> I, I'm a big one for um, car. I go drives and cars and because you can't do anything but think. And yes. if I need to be thinking about calling people, I'm like, sweet. Like, you know, I'm lucky I got Apple CarPlay in my new car. So I'm just like, oh, bang. And I just start dialing like from like one meeting to the other. I think I ran like, tw- rang like 20 people, 10 new clients, five old ones and, you know, new inquiries and just trying to, cool, I couldn't write anything down, but it was just getting like certain things done at certain times because you can't do anything else. Yeah. And but when you're at home and that phone's sitting there, like you got to be careful. And like I, I don't. I'm getting better at it. And by the sounds of it, you're better than I am. But like that, that scrolling, you know. And it's hard. I have two work phones, so or but I have two phones. So one's actually a work phone that when I scroll the Instagram, it's purposely like checking out what's going with fitness, what's going out with my construction guys, and um, all that sort of stuff. So my personal gets stripped away, which is nice. It's the way I've gone about it. So it's still Instagram time, but it's not like what I'm following and what I'm doing. I'm on another phone completely, which is nice. Yeah, it's business looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and because I control all the Instagrams, you know, I can, you know, if I need more construction ideas for a video, I literally go to my construction, sign in, 
guys and just look at the reels because that's all the industry and same with fitness it's you know very similar so it's, it makes my life easy just leveraging things like that yeah and it's hard that's why i pay people like yourself to come do the marketing because it's like you know, do it one you need the skill set two takes a lot of time and like three on there looking for content looking at new trends like you it's eight hours a day minimum oh it's nuts bro. and then you get lost in the rabbit hole of social media and then you're like hang on a second what am i doing yeah, you know, I jump on there to go check out all of our pages and you know make sure we haven't missed anything, whatever. Next thing you know, I'm down a rabbit hole and I'm like, what, 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 what? I was meant to post this. <laughs> yeah, bro. If you're not and deadly, you consume you. Yeah, so it's um very easy to be distracted. Hence why we uh, outsource to you. So it's so much better. Yeah, now I've got to deal with everyone. Just so I, I'm actually now implementing doing everything from my computer. Where I did most of it from my phone. I'm now trying to do it so everything gets set up. And luckily, software is catching up now. But like for all your stuff, I got to. Actually, you just reminded me, I've got to re-sign all your stuff into it, the new software, which gives us all feedback analytics now in yep. real time and what's happening, what's trending. We post everything from the back end. So now I don't even look at Instagram. So it strips me away again, which is what I need because I'm still like just sitting there scrolling. And it's like, oh, it's, it's business. It's like, yeah, ain't business, man. Not when you're liking it, like a, a female's picture or like a workout. It's like, that's not business. As much as like technically I can use that to leverage for another female client that's in the fitness industry, I've got to stop justifying certain things. Yeah, analytics is where business is. Yeah. What do the numbers say? The numbers ain't speaking, you ain't doing the work. Oh, 100%. People go, oh, like, how, how do you measure content? I'm like, you can read analytics and data and get real time. It's like, there's so many social media agencies that do posting for clients and talk about, we'll, we'll do all this content, we'll do all this. And they're only talking about like um, likes and impressions. I'm like, I want to know how many inquiries you get, how many. Like, is your business at 10K? Now we're at 15K next month? Cool. That's what I care about. They're the numbers. Did we find it come from natural organic? Awesome. So I know what we're doing is working. We did that with you. We saw, you know, good momentum shifts, people liking content, things like that. But at the same time, if we were getting 100,000 views on every video, but we still weren't getting new inquiries, well, it, the, the content isn't working. It's hitting the wrong audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's hitting the right audience. It's funny or it's, you know, engaging, but it's not the right audience for transactions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people mis mistake that a lot of social media agencies that just do the posting i'm sorry but they're terrible and have no idea what they're doing hmm. if you're a proper social media like agency in terms of uh, scheduling content organizing it you should be posting a reel a day for your clients find some sort of package that works for that because reels are the best way to grow your business like tiktok's reels youtube shorts one reel gets posted across three platforms um, and you, you go from 1,000 views to 3,000 if they all did the same thing. But often not, you get to 5,000 across multiple. So all of a sudden, you've got five times the leverage on one piece of content. And yeah. people don't even think like that. You can even post it on LinkedIn and things like that, which we, we have, we're going to push into, but it's, you know, just leverage. It's never ending. Um, now, touching on that, Reels, like me and you had a conversation, I think, oh, before the break over Christmas there, um, about the expiry for Reels and this kind of content. Um, you know, where do you see it going? Do you see it ending? Um, you know, because we know how quick things are changing. I, I think the organic on TikTok is slowing down from what I've seen, quite hefty. But it means short form. So to pull it back. Short form content will never go away, and it's only going to get more and more. Uh, like businesses need to double down on it for what they're doing and how they approach. Whether you're a big, whether you're a property company that like i work with like we are pushing their content so hard like what do you mean that's not sales i'm like no it's branding branding is more important than your facebook ads sometimes and people don't understand that recognition 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people, like, we, we, we saw it with data this year where we were getting, like, $10 leads for a company that potentially a sale is worth $40,000. And they'll go, this is, you know, this is amazing, this is nuts. But the problem is people, they didn't have the right system set up um, and the right branding because we sort of ran the ads and really got them just showing what could happen that we made it too good for them. And all of a sudden they forgot about the branding. And I did that with clients this year in the fitness space where we got inquiries straight away, especially one of my female clients, nuts. But I realized there's one key element that is missing when you do Facebook ads with fitness people is they actually don't know how to sell. And that's not like talking shit on them. It's like, I only just learned properly how to sell from a cold audience. The way you word and approach absolutely everything to how you get a DM to how you get a cold DM and there's two different types is like the dynamic shift is nuts. And when I saw it, because I spent close to like $50,000 on private education in 2022, I was like, holy shit. Like people go, oh, I just need more leads. I was like, no, you just need to learn how to sell better. Yeah, if you're not converting. Yeah. It should be closer towards that 100% of conversion rate. Yeah, I've butchered, you know, over 100 leads last year. I didn't spend nuts money, but I realized I wasn't converting. My business coach, um, which I still have at the moment, is... Um, it's like, just fucking learn how to sell, mate. Like, you have the leads. It's like, the leads don't need to get better. You just need to learn how to sell better. Mm. Um, and as long as you're passionate about what you do, which, you know, you you are, it's sometimes you get frustrated a little bit too because they're like, you don't see the light. But you've got to take them through this emotional journey, get them excited so they want to give you more cash. I had it last week. This builder went from his starting price to go, can we pay you more? We want more work. I'm like, you can pay me as much as you want. And that's where you want your clients. They, they want to pay you more because they appreciate what you do. But it's finding the right clients. Yeah, typically, if they're um, hesitant or on the fence, either it's, you know, something there's a resistance. People don't just inquire for no reason. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're coming to find something, yep. solve something, get something, whatever. Yeah. So, but you said it right there. You said number one problem with fitness people is they don't know how to sell. And that's the number one thing I see. So obviously with my background, I teach students how to enter the game, get the certs, and then also teach them on how to set up a business as a coach, as a PT. Um, and we see it. I've been in the gyms. I've been out of the gyms now working on this front of it as well. You know, we see it front on. Um, and that's the number one thing is you see the turnover of PTs and coaches is significant. Um, you look at it in the gyms, like good lives, like they've got what 30 to 40 pts depends on the size of the gym um welds i think they're pretty good but most of them they don't have 30 to 40 people whereas good lives they've got 30 to 40 pts with you know a membership base of active members you know 2000 maximum 4000 members that's going to be a big game changer of who can sell versus who can't sell and that's why you see the, i think um what was it back in 2021 uh 2020, probably before COVID. Um, the turnover rate of PTs... Was there a, a world before COVID? I, didn't, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the world? Yeah, uh, honestly. Um, but yeah, back before then, I lose track of the dates. we get flags for that? Probably. I might have to beep that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might get censored. Um, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, back then, I forget the dates now. It's been that long. But um, there was a statistic came out and the, the turnover rate for PTs in the gym was... Um, you know, about three months. Sounds about right. When isn't that when the um in the gyms when it, the period yeah ends. it kicks over? Where you actually have to fully pay, and they realize yeah. they haven't made it. So the people who aren't really know or who aren't PTs or who haven't gone into a gym before, but typically what will happen is when you go on to um, as a subcontractor um, coach or PT in a, in a big commercial gym, um, 
typically the franchise gyms, not so much independence, but most will have a facility there where you have about a three-month probation period. In that three months, you typically will either negotiate a deal where you won't have um, rent or you'll have a reduced amount in lieu of work. You know, you might work in reception, you might work doing cleaning, maintenance, whatever it is, or you just might do in lieu of free PT sessions um, for new members that come on a part of a new month deal. There's a lot of different things that could be happening, but typically those three months aren't for free. Those three months are a leeway to help you get set up and then make your stance in the gym. Now, what we see is as soon as that three months is up, coming to the deadline, these PTs that have entered still have zero clients or they have barely enough to even break even. Now, the number one thing is it's not, not the gyms, it's not the members, it's the coach's inability to sell. And that is exactly what we see. We now see that translate online as well. If you can't sell in person, in-person selling is one of the easiest damn ways to sell because you've got them on face value. You've got them actually driving 20, 30 minutes to your gym or even five minutes, depends on where they live. They're walking out of the car. They're walking through the crowd. They're walking through the doors. They've signed up and they're there. That's more commitment than anything, whereas online they can just oop, close the app and they're done. I mean, like you can run away online. So if you cannot sell in the gym or in person, then that screams that you need help and attention to your sales. But the biggest thing that I find is PTs think that they're just going to come in and just transform people's lives. People, the biggest thing is the PTs, people do a lot of talking. They want all of these amazing things, but when it comes to actually doing the work, they don't want to do it. Procrastination. So you've got to do a lot of convincing. You've got to go through a lot of, you know, counselling kind of work to kind of get people's headspace in the right game. Um, but that's the thing, like people don't last because they just struggle with the sales side of things. Um, so I'm going to sort of hand it back over to you. You know, what's your advice? Because obviously I know it from the front of the PT side of things. What, what did you do when you first started as a PT? What was your way of, you got clients and you hustled and all that? Um, so I started back in a country town, um, which was even harder. Smaller population. Smaller population, no overweight. There wasn't much, you know, presence of, you know, fitness influencers. There wasn't much social media. Um, you're competing with, you know, alcohol, bad food. There was barely, like, there was no, like, GYG then. There was no sushi. Like, the best you had was Maccas and KFC and Chinese. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and pizzas. Like, for takeout food. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like what we've got up here or, you know, in the metropolitan areas. Um. But I made it work. So I was actually the longest lasting PT in the gym. So I actually operated out of the Snap Fitness in Dubbo, Dubbo, New South Wales. And um, the population down there? Uh, back then it was probably like 32,000. I think it's up towards about, about 42, 43,000 now. Yeah, a lot harder with <laughs> that smaller population. Yeah, so a small population. Honestly, the active member base. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even give you an indicative number. Um, but it wasn't much. You know what I mean? It was not much at all. Um, I think back then we had three major 24-7 or sort of major gyms. You had an Anytime Fitness, we had an East and West Direction one, um, then we had the Snap Fitness, and then we had an RSL. As far as that, that was pretty much your main gyms, and that was all you had. Um, so, you know, back then, like, um, again, I was the longest lasting PT, so I lasted there for about probably 15 to 18 months, um, and then I moved... Um, towns, cities, and then that's why that came to one end. Um, otherwise, I would have still stayed there and dominated. Um, but, you know, the, the owner, um, a friend of me, you know, was like, oh, you know, you're the longest lasting PT we've had. 
Um, so then, you know, they just kind of let me do my thing, um, which was quite good. So yeah, when I started, I just was myself, same as I am today. I reckon it's the passion is, is the difference. That's oh. it. Oh, I entered the game because I was like, shit needs to change here in this country town. Um, and I was, back then, obviously weight loss was the biggest market. That's what everyone needed. So I was just myself, just was friendly, you know, passionate. Um, and maybe I just had that attractive energy. Yeah, I, th- I think it comes across. Like I, I've, you know, talking about the PT game and the turnover, I saw it in my current gym and I could almost walk in and point to each PT that would be gone in three months and they gone, disappeared. And it comes down to your energy, your passion, you know, your drive factor like everyone goes oh it's pt's been a hard it's like it's so easy to be a good pt on the gold coast there's just a lot of there's just a lot of pts or a lot of pts um but if you're truly passionate like yourself and want to grow and want to make a change it's actually quite easy but that you just got to start to generate the momentum and be consistent because the moment you even drop the ball in any industry you're gone i did it in my video the moment I, I took six months off to get actually going and you know, get it moving like I wanted, took me, you know, three months. And then, you know, I was, when I was working with you, when we first started, I was like still working as a carpenter, trying to figure it out. I was like, fuck, like, this is, this is the hard, but I was like, this is the hustle. Like it was, it's, I would take days off work to go like shoot with you. And my country, I was like, hey, like, I just need this day off. And my, my boss at the time was pretty understanding, um, which was nice. Um, but yeah, it's that drive factor on weekends, I'd be working, just trying to make that extra dough so you can buy that extra piece of equipment. Like I started your biz media with two thousand dollars that and half thousand dollars went for a deposit for a coach. And I was like, fuck. Like now I have to make it. And I had like a car payment at the time of my old Hilux. So I was like, oh fuck. Like it's it's now it's do or die. And then within like six months I did like six figures. I was like, just from like investing in the right areas that you, you need at the time. So I had the skill set and the camera gear to go but I didn't have the right guidance. And then I found a, a, a guy, um, and which I'm still with now, who was just perfect for me. He was in the industry. He's built multiple video businesses. And now he coaches other guys. Um, shout out to Arden. <laughs> he's, a, he's a weapon and a whiz. And I think as a, as a person trying to grow, like yourself, having a, coaches even need coaches. Like, or, like I'm, I, I'm not a coach, but... I need a coach to help guide, but you need that third-party perspective and whatever you're trying to do, if that's fitness and you're trying to do some real goals, go get a bloody coach. Like, if you actually want to put some effort to make a change in it, you need a coach because, one, they have that third-party perspective. They probably have more knowledge that they can share with you. you know, even for yourself, if when you deal with other prep coaches or they you know, like the um, Logan who you signed with now, he has a, just a vast amount of knowledge because he's been in the industry longer. So, like, you can always learn off people. Like, I love it. Everyone has these egos about them. But I'm like, what What can I know about you that can help benefit me and I can help benefit you? Instead of, like, trying to walk into a room and go, look how big my dick is. <laughs> like, I learned to shut up and listen Bleep. now. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, it's just not having an ego when you walk into a room. Now, I'll joke around the boys and, you know, you know, I, I sometimes see the ego come out of me, but I've learned to tame it and recognise it as quick as possible. Um, where I talk about certain things and like yourself, it's like, if you can dial that back. It's like, everyone's going to have flaws. But if you can dial back the ego and just listen to everyone and anything, you'll be fine. Like, if you walked into a gym with a PT now and like told him, it's like, hey, look, I would do this, this, this help your business grow. So half of them go, fuck off. Like, who are you to tell me what to do? Because there's just that ego factor or helping with an exercise 
you know, all, 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 all that regards. Like I walk into my gym and I just know everyone. I talk to everyone because you have to give everyone time of day. And I like chatting shit. Half time, everyone gives me shit because they go, hey, mate, are you fucking training arms or your jaw? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, sorry, like I better run back, keep training. Like, but I just like talking to people and like get to know people, what's going on in their life, all that. Like the, heart, the amount of business deals I've like almost done in a sauna at my local gym. I just had a job. I just interviewed a guy that hopefully when we grow, we'll bring him on board. Met him through a sauna just from talking and getting to know him and understanding what he wants to do. Um, he goes, yeah, yeah, like I love marketing. That's what I want to get into. How would you do it? I was like, bro, fuck uni. Like I learned all of YouTube and self third party stuff. And he was just gobsmacked. I'm like, you can do that with fitness. Although you do want the qualification. But, you know, the amount of knowledge out there, if you put the time and effort in, especially as a beginner, you've got to put so much more compared to like someone like yourself who's so much more advanced to get to a certain level where you develop that momentum and get that trust with your audience. It's just a bit of credibility and credibility comes in time. doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, I sold my first website and I didn't even know how to build one <laughs> when I first started. Just good at talking. Or a fitness guy. I was like, I just sold a website. Rang my mate, I was like, I just sold a website. You sort of know how to do it. Can you help me out? Like, And that's how I started this like marketing space. I, saw, I was selling shit before I even knew how to do it. That's just like, and same with the fitness, although you don't really want to fuck with someone's body. But like losing, if you fit like fitness, uh, fitness trainer losing weight, it's like you just know they need to eat less and burn more calories, or sometimes not even burn more calories, just stop eating, stop picking up that donut, or you know certain things, and they go, oh my god, that's amazing. But you just knew it was just leveraging less food that would help them lose weight, and it wasn't in your eyes it's easy, but for them it would like solve a massive problem, so they invest in you. Mm. So yeah, it's sometimes those little like eye-opening things that can um, make the biggest transactions. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But sorry for the rant. I'm really good at it. Like I said, you're good at talking. It's great. That's why we have you on the podcast. It's good. You can live up behind the camera. And you can live up in front of it too. Um, and the mics. Mom, um, look at me. <laughs> going back, you said a very key thing. I was going to interrupt you. But I was like, I'll let him oh, go. If you want to do, just kick me in the face or right. something. Here we are. We're, we're here now. So, um, you said a very key thing. You said people will come into the room with egos and they don't want to listen. Um, and that's a very, very big thing. Um, a few very big successful people like Alex Hormozzi, um, you know, I say it all the time. I say drop the ego, listen, because you don't know who's in front of you. And just sometimes having that little, little person in front of you rather than you talking about how big you are or who, how good you are and, you know, trying to hide the insecurities that we have. Um, sometimes it's shutting them down, losing that ego, listening whether you agree or not because, like, there's times, like, said in other podcasts before like there's times where you walk away might not be applicable to you now but 12 months on the track you might go oh shit you know what I mean so even if you're the smartest in the room just shut your mouth yeah um, so that 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 changing the habit of just um, you know listening more than speaking um, and very key thing when we go back to sales the biggest thing that goes wrong with coaches it's like all they care about is the transaction of the sale and that's why they're losing because they just care about getting clients on. It's a, it's a coming from a place of like desperation. That's what it is. And, it and that's why they don't last in the gym because they're just desperate to get clients, get clients. And then they're like, oh, well, they're not coming to me. That's like, well, you're not helping them. You need to go out into the gym floor, sit in your PT room in the back there where no one can see you, scroll on your phone, looking at other coaches doing well, wondering why it's not you. You need to get off your phone, you need to get out in that room. You need to go out and talk to people start the conversations, get out outside your comfort zone and listen because the people that are right in front of you are there for a reason and if you can listen, you can listen to what they need and then you can solve it and that's how this process of sales works. 
listening to what people need, even if it's just sometimes not even about sales, sometimes it's even about taking advice. But for today, it's obviously it's what our main subject is, is about marketing, sales, leveraging. Um, and don't just think about short-term, think about long-term, as you would build those relationships. That's it. I, I just started finally signing clients that I was working for the last 18 months. Planting a seed is what I call it. Yeah, you got so, it. Sometimes like I've had people that have followed me on, so now mainly I'm online, I've had people follow me for three, four years. And it took three to four years for that plant and that seed to finally grow. And then boom, then they're with me for like the last three years. Sometimes it's like, yeah, when you speak to someone, and this is any industry, but in the fitness, they're just not in need of, they don't have enough pain yet. So whether that's, you know, someone looking to compete, I find, you know, they might just go to the coach that makes them feel the best, but not the coach that is the best for them. Yeah. Like I, I've seen it with you, certain athletes move away because they didn't necessarily agree with your um, techniques and how you approach it. But that's because they're so used to the bullshit in the fitness industry that they're like, oh, I just need to be pumping weights, lifting heavy. Well, it's like maybe if you dial it back and train a little bit less, you actually grow a bit more and do a bit of this, which is like the way you explained your f- techniques. I was like, look, the way I educated, I was like, really? You go, yeah, bro. I'm like, okay, cool. I just learned something. So when people ask me like, oh, I train six days a week. I'm like, oh, you having a break like every, I think for you, it's like every third or fourth day with your athletes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, no, nah, don't do that. Cause like I understood where it come from. Someone who's more educated just by listening mm-hmm. rather than like, cause I'm qualified myself and I've trained people, but, and I know more than most PTs in the gym, but I will still always walk into a gym and like, what can I learn to make me, me better as a person, you know, and being around you, I get lots of good information. So it's handy. <laughs> yes, exactly. You get, you get it straight from the source, mate. Straight yeah. from the source. But like, like you said, like you know, we got people that you know don't always agree at the start with the philosophy that we have, and that's fine. Um, that's the individual's take on it. But often, how many people have come back and gone, "Hey, like, sorry, bro, you were right." Like, yeah. You know? And it, and, it, and it's good. And you're the type of person that doesn't have ego. You're like, yeah, that, that's cool, bro. But hope like now you see the light. I'm very happy because it's going to be better, more beneficial for your athletes and the people that come back. Um, you know, and I, and that's the game you play. It's like you're fighting, also like what is seen as normal in the industry, pumping heavy weights or lifting heavy. It's like just just control the back and do you know think. Don't just think there's one way to do something. There's all there's so many different so ways. So many different ways. Yeah, and like it's, it, even with video, the way I used to shoot video is so different to now. It's like there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way. Like for me, the way my business evolved, it's like I've got to find a way to get builders to pay me month to month instead of one-off videos and I found it and not many too many people are doing it but there was another way and even now what I'm doing now to what I'm doing six months ago is totally different again because there's a different way as long as you're constantly evolving and moving you'll be fine yeah exactly that's the thing it's just being open-minded and just constantly looking at you know evolving that's the biggest thing people that are complacent or stay stagnant get nowhere oh 100% um, if you get complacent it's I think wow <sighs> So so many good philosophy sayings and all that that I listen to TikTok, but I forget. <laughs> um, there's, there's like one like comf- comfort is the thing that will kill your dream. Or yes, yeah. When I when I was getting comfortable and getting successful, even last year in marketing and understanding things, it's like I almost jumped too far ahead, and all of a sudden it slowed back down, and then then you got to go back again, and then you're just like this constant emotional roller coaster. But the pedal can never be taken off. Yeah, and the, the one thing that was I guess missing was discipline, and now I'm getting that back a lot more. And that comes into training. It's like there's one thing that I've never not missed. It's like training even when I am um, hate it. Like like absolutely do not feel like going it, doing it. I'm too tired. Can't be asked. 
Um, it's like just get in and get it done. Even if it's like a half hour session, something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And I've always always done that, and it's so hard. People would like showing up. Yeah, people go, oh, they look great. It's like, bro, some days I fucking do not want to be in that gym. Some days I know I need to do cardio and I don't want to do it. But I was like, look, you don't have to do your half, but at least do your 10, get that sweat, you know. And don't do it on the treadmill, do it on the stepper because that gets your heart rate up quicker, even though it hurts more. You know, just just looking at better ways to like get things done, even though you may not feel like it. Reading a book. Oh, fuck, I don't feel like reading. All right, audio book. It's like the solutions. Yeah, that's it. Like, but yeah, so in terms of like, Marketing, uh, marketing in the in the fitness space, and what you've experienced. What's the best thing that's worked for you over the last four years? You found great question. Um, we haven't really like in in terms of um, stepping into marketing. Like, I think marketing has such a broad term, um, and I think when we apply the term of marketing, people think advertisements. Yeah, like we've only just started doing advertisements. Um, and that's because we're just completely remodeled the business and moving in a new direction um, and looking at scaling. Um, like th- we're at a point now where the organic growth um, is great, but to get to the next stage, we need to create marketing uh, advertisements. Yeah, in order you, to you get only that. can grow so far organically. Yeah. Yes, and that's what basically that's what it's been like. Yeah, I've never ever looked at my business in the sense of and that's probably one of my biggest downfalls is I never looked at the business in terms of a um analytic standpoint or a financial standpoint of you know how many intakes versus outtakes how many this and that i just literally like if i'm impacting people then i'm doing well yeah you know what i mean so like the moment that things were going you know if i ever lost too many people or something like that i'm like oh, okay what's happening internal have i dropped the ball kind of stuff like that so um i think the biggest thing like when people look at marketing they're like oh you know you're talking about advertisements not really when we talk about sort of marketing i think we look at it in the whole um, terms, but when in terms of what, like, yeah, form of marketing. That's it. There's so many different ways of marketing, um, but I think in terms of what we've been doing and what's sort of happened, like, I've evolved so much um, as an owner. Obviously, the more you learn, the more business we start, the more things we learn, we take things out of different businesses and different applications and experiences, etc., like that. But in terms of what we've done exactly specifically towards um, the coaching space, um, again, just being authentic in the approach. Um, one of my biggest limiting factors was not putting myself out there enough um, due to the possibility of getting slandered. You know what I mean? Because you had all these sort of up-and-coming people. And there was a time there where there's a few people hating on each other and uh, I stay out of that rat race. I just run my own game quietly. Um, but again, though, I was the one that was losing in that race. Yeah. So yeah, the fear of getting judged, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now that like I've done a lot more qualifications since then, like I know I know my stuff. I always have. I've always been good at what I've done, though, which is why I've always had such an organic business growth. Everything has been organic. So we're at the now point where we're like, okay, we need to now put some more paid stuff down and scale now. And so nearly all of the businesses have been organic growth, which has been great. So to have that kind of organic growth across all of the businesses just goes to show that we are doing something right. We are good at what we do. I am good at what I do. Social proof. That's it. But um, one of the biggest things is like, um, Gary Vee talks about it a lot. Um, You can't fake authenticity. Um, And that's something that... People try to, but you can't. Yeah, you can't. People people will see through it. You might fool people for a small bit, um, but the biggest thing is people will always find out who you are. Um, And I've always preached, and that's why I don't really go out and try and like market or, you know, be boisterous in the way that we kind of do our content. Um, I just put stuff out that I try and help motivate and inspire people. Um, I just be my authentic self. If I'm doing something, 
I'm doing it. It's not a lie. If I'm posting something about what we're trying to do in business, it's not brag. It's just being real. I just hold myself publicly accountable. Um, but in terms of like the coaching space, um, you know, just I think that the evolution of my knowledge and my development in terms of an athletic standpoint and also in terms of coaching standpoint and then letting that speak through my work has been the biggest game changer. So like I haven't changed myself as a character. I've only evolved better and better in terms of forms of communications and stuff like that and own personal education. Um, but me as and my authentic self or my mission has not changed. My mission, my values have all stayed the same. Um, but the evolution of my knowledge and my you know results with clients now athletes specifically, um, that's pretty much what we've done in terms of marketing. It's just let rather than me doing all the talking, I go in, do some work, learn some more, master my skill set even further, and then let that work do the talking through the athletes. Um, and I think the biggest thing as well. The biggest thing that I've done, especially um, probably in the last probably 18 months, 12 months specifically, has been nutting out exactly what I really want to work with. Like your ideal client avatar. Yeah, ideal. Um, you know, the, the same, this is one of my favourite sayings, is you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And it's just like we kept going around in the circle. And again, that's why we're also doing our sort of paid advertising work in terms of the marketing space is because we kept doing the same thing, organic growth, and we just kept churning the wheels at the same sort of consistent numbers. And it's like, I don't look at financial numbers in that sense, but in terms of, you know, trying to build multi-million dollar complexes and, you know, trying to, you know, bring Australia what it needs, unfortunately, you're going to have to look at finances at some point, um, which is what we've kind of done. And numbers like, don't lie. That's it. And we just kind of stay, started saying around sort of the same point, we're always doing well, you know, um, and I guess my attention went to the other side of the businesses too. So, there's only so much I could do, but we're just kind of just staying sort of the same. And I was like, well, we keep doing the same. I keep having the same frustrations. And I started to lose my passion. Um, I would say I lost my passion. The passion's always You're there. Just it's still there. frustrated and the type The of frustration and the, just the pain of just dealing with people that just did not want, did not share the same fire and energy I did. It was like, um, you know, debilitating. Like it just like paralyzed you. Um, and it took a lot of mental toll out of me too. It's just draining, just problems, excuses, problems, excuses. Um, and we looked at, okay, well, that's a problem. How can we fix it? So, you know, we started partnering with, you know, mental health institutions and, like, try to offer these different services to try and help people. But unfortunately, like I've said before, quitters will always quit. And I say it all the time. So what we did was, like, rather than trying to change people who can't be changed or don't want to change themselves, let's stop catering to them you got to find your ideal client. That's what I've done in my business now, and life's just easier. That's it. So we just kept doing the same thing, and I think the biggest thing that's been the biggest game changer, like, I think we're on track for our biggest year in terms of, um, you know... It's only January. Yeah. We're working with a lot less people, a lot less headaches, and we're on for the biggest year financially, um, which is great because it's exactly what we're trying to hit our targets for um, after quarter two. Um, But... It all came from just looking at, okay, we're sick of doing the same thing. We're sick of the frustration. You know, I'm sick of working with people that just don't want it. Um, and you can't change people. You can help and guide people and change people if they're ready to do it. But if they're not ready, no matter what you say, no matter how hard you work, no matter how many services you provide, no matter how much free time you give them, nothing is going to change. So the change in the model um, and changing of the ideal character um, and avatars in terms of the marketing standpoint has been probably one of the biggest things. But again, never losing sight of who we stand for, our mission, our values, that's all stayed the same. 
Um, but in terms of marketing standpoint, was literally just looking, okay, well, this is not working in terms of organic. Um, you know, what is the long term here in terms of our strategy, in terms of you know where we want to be? How do we want to represent as a brand? Um, and looking at those kind of concepts. Um, and then also looking at like the long term game. Okay, well, so if we switch this up and we move forward, not only is this going to be better for my time, not only is that education going to be better, you know, all of it's going to be better, but then in the long-term game, that representation of what we create there then creates so much more that we haven't even thought of or seen yet. Yeah, and because you've got that long vision goal, that's that's when you're the way you perform day-to-day in a business changes drastically. And that's what I love about Alex or Mosey. It's like, he goes, are you thinking 10 years down the track? And we're all thinking like 10 weeks. It's like, if you stretch out to where you want to be and actually have a vision, you change what you do day to day. And that's like what you, I guess that's what I saw there when you're explaining. It's like, we were doing this thing day to day, trying to get a result. And we were just getting frustrated with what was happening. And then you had to take a step back and look at how far you wanted to go and where you wanted to be. It's like, cool. Well, maybe you have to make a sacrifice in the amount of clients and get a, a higher value and then build again. Like make, make that sacrifice of less money but maybe more quality and then build again yeah and that's essentially what we've done and it's worked worked a treat and then now obviously we're stepping into the um uh, paid advertising um obviously in the past we've worked with what we've had two to three uh, internal marketers that worked for us and just again um one of the biggest lessons there was um if you're going to do something do it right and pay for the professional experience or you know service in a sense and again, don't be too trusting. We've been burnt by those as well. But um, you know, we're working with three game. people. We work with like I'm very kind, generous, etc. So you know, um, I guess my advice to anyone who's looking to bring in on marketers is make sure the people that you're bringing on share the same values, missions, and focus. Because if you're you know willing to conquer the world and they're ready to sip on their skinny lattes um, at the beach or whatever they want to do, you know what I mean? It's you're on two different wavelengths. Yeah. Um, and again. We keep using Alex Almosi, but he's just a legend. Alex Almosi says the same thing. He goes, when it comes to employing staff, he said, you know, um, it pays dividends to pay the higher price bracket for a more experienced person than to pay cheaper to save on cost. Because in the end of the day, you're going to be paying more by saving more. Yeah, because oh, at the end of the day, if you know, especially in sales, if you've got to kill a sales guy and you bring him into the team, and he can generate five times the return, that five time return you know, on his wage is going to be nothing. Whereas if you're paying someone the same wage or, you know, a little bit less, let's say 20% less of a wage or salary per year and they're only generating a 1.5 time return, like, it's the cost, It's costing you 3.5 return or whatever it may yeah, be. On you're, the, you're losing that 3.5 difference, you know what I mean? So um, same thing happens in the marketing or any internal people. If you've got someone, and that was the thing, I always, I, I guess I looked at my younger self and I always like, well, you know, no one really helped me. So when I come up through the game, you know, I've always been wanting to help people. That's what I'm always about is helping people. So, you know, when I brought in staff, I'm like, oh, okay, I see potential in you. I'll invest in you. When you're starting up, you don't have the investment capital to invest in people. Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. But it's nec- if you do it right, it, it will change the way you look at business. And sometimes people aren't invested or they don't see the investment that you give to them. Um, but... That's okay. That's that's them. Um, but it won't change my values. But moving forward in terms of a business mindset, it's definitely changed. So it's like, um, you know, we now go to what's going to be the best results. Yes, let's not look at the price as the as the determining factor. Yeah, yeah. What value can extract? It's like it was long term, short term. All those factors need to play a role. 
Mm. Um, like, like you've said, you've had multiple marketers and, you know, I could sort of pick them apart and you tell the difference. It's like, well, generally the, for, in this industry, the good marketers, not not all, but like the good good guys are generally out sort of doing their own thing. They're not sitting there trying to get the 40K. They want like 80, you know, the 80, 100K if they want in-house because they they become a lot more worth it, I find. Where like if you just want the guys like, oh, I like marketing and I'm, you know, I'm sort of into it. It's like, bro, I live, breathe this shit. Like, it's it's nuts. Yeah. And the big thing as well is like when, uh, for anyone else who's listening that's in business, it's, um, you see it through the investment. That's probably one of the biggest things as well as I saw like, you know, what marketers were de- dedicated to work overtime and are being paid? Not like I expected, but what 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 were they what were they willing to do for you and your business growth in order to see you succeed? And that's where you know I take value. It's like okay, I'm not expecting you to do it, but if you're willing to do it, that speaks volume. Yeah. Um. You know what are you doing in the background? Yes, I'm paying you forty to sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year, but what are you doing in the background? Yeah. Are you researching? Are you studying? Are you doing more courses with that money I'm giving you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's going to excel you as an individual, which will then in turn get better results for us as a company, and we'll pay you more. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing anything. Oh, okay, you're just gonna stay complacent. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that there's been three algorithm updates? Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's another thing. It's like you know when I'm employing people, it's like how much investment depends on the job role. Yeah. How much investment are you doing in yourself as an individual? Um, and if you're not doing any investments, I don't, I don't want you. Oh, and I think that's the best way to look at it. It's like you want someone who wants to get better constantly. You know, and that's what we, we're both doing. You're constantly trying to get more educated in like, not only do you have business, but you also have your profession, which is like what makes you the money. So you've got two aspects where for me, I, mine's a bit, oh, I guess I got the business side, but the marketing, it's like, I need to and want to know what is happening at all times. Now I have a business partner starting in the, you know, 2023. We're constantly just sending you shit of what new, what's updated. And it's just so much more efficient as well. But I know he wants to get better constantly. So that's where I see the value. He might not be at the level or can contribute like I can in the business at the moment, but he has so many other different different strengths that I know I'm going to need or don't have currently. But I can see the effort there now, which is the best thing. And, and that's all you want, eh? It's like, like a relationship with a female. As long as the effort's there, if you're not perfect and you're trying to clean the house or you know whatever it may, may be, it's like you've missed a spot. That's fine. It's the effort that counts it's what my dad's always taught me it's like you're thinking about me or you're thinking further ahead there's a little thing that i'm not sure if you saw it typically the females are the ones that posted it but it's like the they on the notes pad on everyone's story yeah it's like the little things that count it was yeah. like like the little like goodbyes or i didn't read it but yeah um or something like you know like just the little things that make the difference and yeah. i think that post was ref- re- reflected more towards or like a relationship because it's like that is like saying the i love you before the love you you know what I mean like yeah. those little things same thing whether it's relationship whether it's business it's those little things those little small little things of effort that just make the biggest change in everything you do yeah yeah 100% I, I relate marketing a lot to like females and how you interact and upgrade and you know trying to advertise yourself but at the end of the day yes yeah, the small things that matter like when eventually I'd like to have a girlfriend it's it's not like as much as business you know stresses the shit out of me it's like okay cool I know I need to send like I love you. Hey, have a good day. Here's a like here's a flower. Or, you know something like a drop. Come home, drop off a flower, or at work or something, and then keep moving. It's just that thought. It doesn't have to be a lot, but as long as you like, you're constantly making those small efforts in anything like life and not just relationships. You'll find it. You just go so much further. I think we just apply to that relationship because it's so easy for people to understand. Yeah, if you apply oh. back to relationships because everything we do in life is about relating. Yeah, whether it's with family, partners business partners, friends, whatever. Everything that we do in life is relating. So I think it's very easy to apply these kind of analogies back to relating. 
Um, so just to sort of get a bit more clear um, in terms of a bit more value for these guys. Um, now, we touched on it at the start of it. We talked about, you know, um, people that are coming through, looking at, you know, some young guys that, you know, just doing filming and things. said filming's easy, easy way to go, quick cash, et cetera. Um, when we started this podcast, for guys that are entering the space, do you want to talk to me? Like, obviously, everyone has a different prices, et cetera. But do you want to talk to me? Obviously, we all kind of have different tiers of levels of, you know, expertise versus price to value ratios. Yeah. I know that in the coaching side of things. You know that in the marketing side of things. Now, for people that are entering the space, what can they kind of expect um, and what price or hourly rates could they be asking for um, depending on the level of scale? So, you know, I guess I'm not sure how you want to approach that sort of conversation, but what I would probably be looking at is, you know, for people that are pretty much starting from the base. Free. Okay. I work for free in my first agency. Okay. That's what got my start. Are you talking about free for people that are looking at starting into marketing or are you talking about marketers working for free for companies or like PTs? Yeah, so if so, if you want to terms of talk about if you're trying to get into the marketing industry and you you really want to have a crack, like what I did was like I knew my work ethic, so I just knew I had to get in the right rooms, and the way I did that and got my start and got my first client, um, which was a bodybuilder by name Sam Pierce. He was my first client ever. It was awesome. You know, I was getting like th- paid three hundred bucks a week or something to end up being like five hundred to just go around and film, and that's fucking nuts. It's a sick life. But the only way I got there was because I worked a full time job, and then on my spare day. Um, I went to this agency and he just happened to own the business that I was working with. I was like, can I work for free? Like, I just want to learn. Like, that's all I want. That's, I'm just asking for a chance. So I used to go on my like, days off and work. And quickly he saw my work ethic and appreciated it and sort of gave me a chance and that's how it sort of rapidly progressed. And it's the same way I look at um, the current guy we're looking at hiring and hopefully we get enough revenue and we hit our goals like everyone else wants to, like in business. Um, the, f- the reason I interviewed him and even gave him a chance to be in the same room like, not saying, like, I'm special, but it's because he kept pestering me. It's like, hey, bro, like, can we catch up? I love the chat. Like, I love what you're talking about. And then in the meeting, he goes, can I just shadow you? I was like, cool, I like this guy. I'll, I'll gladly sacrifice, you know, by going and getting an apartment by myself or things like that just so I can pay him. I was like, I can, I can stay at home, you know. I, I, go, I could get a nice place right now, but we're looking at getting an office in Burley at the moment and looking at employing staffs. There's, like, 8K a month out the window. So all of a sudden, like, that nice place all of a sudden goes very quickly and people don't see that, mm. you know. And But I still have to live at home. He goes, oh, you still live at home? I was like, yeah, bro, but, like, it's the end goal is all I care about at the moment. I don't care about impressing girls and, you know, and all, all that crap. So I just work for free and start. And then I guess, yeah, hourly rates and things like that. Like, I started on $20 an hour once I come off the free. Um, and that will only get you so far. Then you really want to invest in yourself. So... You know, let's say you're working for an agency, you're shadowing, it's cool, you're learning stuff, um, and then you get you get your start or you're getting paid or whatever. Um, but let's say you don't get a start in the agency space or, you, you know, you work for free and it doesn't work out. You know, for me, it worked out. Just go to companies and offer free services. Eventually, you're going to have three, four, five clients that you've um, generated results for, testimonials, and then when you speak to someone, all of a sudden you become an authority a lot more compared to when you first started because you have tangible results to show people. Yeah. And that will accelerate quickly. That's that's probably the easiest way. So if you do if you do free stuff for an agency and it doesn't work out into a job, go do free stuff for multiple like smaller companies and then get your portfolio up and build and door knock and or, or whatever it takes. Like a, you know, I I network like a mother trucker <laughs> um, as much as I can. Saunas at the gym. 
on the street. I say hello to people walking the street. Some people are shocked when I say hello to the street. Like this young kid saying hello to this older person. I'm like, oh, hey, man, how's the day? He's like, fuck. He's like, people still talk to each other in the streets? Like, it's so weird. But I run my mouth everywhere. Like, and just yeah, want to get to know find, people. Yeah. People don't talk. Even this morning on the walk, um, walking around the lake, I was like, good morning, hello. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> and like, like, everyone's like, oh, shit. And just like, <laughs> like oh, hello. It's like, yeah. Oh, nice, to, nice to see you too. Yeah, like I just <laughs> said hello to your neighbour on the way out. He goes, hey, man, how's it going? I was like, oh, good brother, how are you? Like, hope you're doing well. Just walking inside. Like, it's it's the small the things. On, power of one conversation. Now, yeah. obviously, to switch that around, so obviously good advice for people that want to get in the agency side. Now, I want to give a bit more advice for people that are looking to bring on like an agency or bring it on a freelancer or bring it on um, an internal marketer. Um, you know, so obviously we've had ours. Um, we've also had our fair share of um, agencies in our other companies that rewarded us some money. Um, it's a tough industry. We, we, won't, we won't go there. Um, but, you know, so for someone who's been burnt, who can speak from the experience, um, someone who's employed, you know, many internals, um, for someone who's in the marketing game, can you give us your advice um, Obviously, you know what what level of pricing is reflective of the value. Um, so, you know, for coaches or small businesses that are looking at just starting off with marketing, small, let's say, for example, they probably don't have a big budget from anywhere from a couple hundred dollars a month to, you know, um, you know what sort of value they can kind of expect or what they should be asking for or seeing versus, you know, um, you know starting to scale to set up. So if you're so if you're a company and you're looking at building internals and you're just getting started, I wouldn't necessarily wor- worry about getting like a full timer in. I'd worry about like contractors that are more starting can grow with you, or you go to places like Fiverr and Upwork where you can post jobs and do you usually get people overseas that will work for less and help you accelerate. So all of a sudden, let's say you're a graphic design agency and you you know you're you're all right at graphic design and you're trying to grow and scale. Um, then just go get people a fiver to help you produce work because the, the rates, yeah, sure, you have to take a pay cut out of potentially anything. Like like we did with your thumbnails when we first started, I didn't know how to do thumbnails that well. And, you, you know, whilst you are happy to say the same thing, I was like, bro, they're looking like the same. I was like, cool, what's the solution? Like, we have a problem with solution. I went to Fiverr, found a guy that produced some banging thumbnails and that problem was solved. Yeah, I had to pay for it out of, like, my retainer, but he also gave me more time back and gave me a solution, so that's fine. So you've got to do like a bit of give and take. So yeah, I would look at like Fiverr, Upwork. Um, and if you're just a normal business, similar things, or get a contractor that's starting. You don't even have to be like a graphic design agency, just a small business. So, someone that wants to sort of get to know and do things and have a crack in the marketing space. Like for yourself, when you first started, you had those guys. But as you've grown, you know, you quickly realise you outgrew their potential at this point in their life, which, you know, all, all their, their, I guess want and desire to grow where like when we met we like had a very similar like oh, i want to do this and yeah i'm trying to do this it's like cool it works and and that's the way you know i guess i would look at it once you get bigger it's like does this person actually want to grow and learn if they don't you have to be willing to accept that you may outgrow them and have to either hire someone new down the track or hire someone above them or fire them and get someone new in and you know because obviously if it doesn't align it's going to hold you back same as like females and males in relationship if they don't align it's going to hold you back, so you need to go get that new partner or new employee. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Power of alignment. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, if, you know, we're not in the same wavelength, and you're like, hey, bro, like, I'm about to fire two clients that I do Facebook ads for. Yeah, cool, the money's nice, but they don't want to grow, and they're annoying. They're like, oh, ads aren't working. I'm like, well, I can't justify. Like, you don't want to grow or help me grow with you, and that's fine. Like, you don't have to. 
but we're just not going to work together anymore. And that's fine. Like, you know, I'll recommend you some other people that are, you know, aren't as qualified as me because I, I really look after these guys because, once again, they were there from the start. I charge them bugger all, but they just won't grow. So I'm just like, well, I can't justify giving time and attention to it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to fit the alignment. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for obviously jumping on today. Um, a lot of free information that we covered. Um, hopefully the guys on the other end um, took a lot away from today. Went into a bit of shit talk, but that's a, all good. All good for laughs. But um, yeah, obviously we our main goal was to sort of give a bit of insight to the market and insight to who you are as you're always behind the camera and never on the front of it. You don't like to be on the front of it. But um, I appreciate you Make being... more money behind it. <laughs> I appreciate you being thrown into the deep end because before today you didn't even know you were on. So nah, it's a good surprise though. I like it. I like surprises. You throw you in the deep end. That's what you did to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, like, what are we shooting? I was like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we always do. We always do. I'm like, yeah, dude, just send me the script so I know what I'm saying. Yeah, just say, like, send me the topics. And I turn up. I'm like, you got the topics? He goes, nah. <laughs> just come up. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> I got to start reading. In all honesty, it's, I like spur of the moment. And I think I get a lot out of you. Yeah. I'm mean, I get more natural. Uh, which I, which is actually what I do with a lot of clients now, but that's for another podcast. But yeah, sometimes planned isn't always best. Yes, well, we make it work. So I've done the same to you today. So karma, mate, karma. But um, obviously, thank you. And obviously, guys, if you guys want to listen in to the podcast, which you're already listening to, but if you want to go and follow Tyson um, directly, uh, you can follow him, Tyson China, on Instagram and also Your Biz Media, and you've yeah. also just now released Your Biz Consulting as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we got another sort of business in the pipeworks. It's pretty much all the same, but it's just so we can push it to another umbrella, so, like yourself. Yeah. Your purpose fitness, purpose nutrition, just very all the same thing, but just so we can split them a little bit. Yeah, a bit of a different umbrella. Good, man. Love it. All right, well, thank you, and um, obviously, guys, if you want to jump on there and follow me, all the links are in the bios as well. Thank you. Cheers. Yo. Yo. <laughs> <laughs>